Greetings, adventurers, and welcome to the Adventure Incorporated podcast. I am your dungeon master, Anthony Reed. This is episode 146 and the ninth part of the Homecoming story arc. I got a bunch of announcements here for you at the top of the show. First of all, don't forget to check out the new website, adventureinkpod.com. It's got all the stuff our old site had in a much better, much more uh, beautiful layout. Plus, we have the wiki, which you can access at any time. Uh, It's slowly filling up with more and more information, and it could still use your help. If you uh, hop over there, start filling in uh, some of the information there, then uh, we can start building that out amongst the community. Don't forget to check out our Discord, our Twitter, our Facebook, but especially the Discord. We're growing a nice community there. It's a lot of fun getting to interact with all of you and and have a, a good time. Uh, chatting uh, definitely go and check it out we're, we're super accessible there uh, and i think you'll really enjoy it make sure you leave us a five-star review on itunes make sure you are uh, following us on social media especially as we get closer to adventure march there's going to be a lot of cool things to announce coming up and at the end of this month tuesday january 29th at 8 p.m we are doing a tavern night live show on twitch.tv slash adventure incorporated there's stuff all about it on our facebook and our twitter these live shows are a ton of fun you can come and see them live join into the chat if that's not a time you can join us that's okay too because all of our patrons will be getting a copy of the video as a thank you both the tavern night and the website and things like that all come from the patrons and their contributions uh, such as our patron nick you can be a patron like Nick over at patreon.com slash adventureinc. Uh, there's all kinds of fun rewards there. Bonus episodes, uh, extra material for your own D&D games, short stories, all kinds of stuff. So go and check it out. This month we have four ancient dragons, which is super cool. I'm going to be running a special game just for them. It's going to have its own plot that ties into the world. And uh, it's going to be a really cool little moment just for them. So if that sounds like something you'd want to do, go check it out on our website. You can find a link to the Patreon and you will be all set. I know it was a lot this week, so let's get started. Nobles and farmers, knights and wenches, gather round, gather round to hear a tale of excitement and mystery. Brave adventurers facing grave dangers. Keth, the fighter monk. Guys, there's there there's a lot of there's a lot of puppy in this cloak. I'm, I I just I need, needed to say it. <laughs> what? What? Genevera, the sorcerer. Genevera, you're sitting there next to Clyde, who just goes. What the fuck? I like <laughs> hold up my hand for a high five. <laughs> Gibetto, the rogue. As soon as they see the five of you, their expression hardens. Uh, well, we'll see you later. And Gibetto just turns. <laughs> <to leave. laughs> Gillick, the paladin warlock. But, but you're dying again, right? Like you die, then you get a spirit, and then you're nothing, and then you become nothing, and then you're nothing. That sounds like bullshit. Let's go kill the Death Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and Asher, the Druid Barbarian. Yeah, but I'm asking specifically who, why Jeff is important to Asher. He just, it's just the first name. You know what? 
I don't have to justify this. <laughs> Let us recall what happened when we last left our heroes. Uh, and you lower Gillick down into the, the alleyway and then lower yourself down into the alleyway. And now you are inside the walls of Bradmont. The problem is that, unfortunately, the king has taken counsel from someone who we care having a difficult time seeing eye to eye with. I, that's, so let's go talk to them. I don't, who, care, I don't care who the king is. I care who it is. Who is it? Umris Erdrad. I'm sorry, what? Have you not heard whispers in your head you must follow, Gillick Erdrad? Have you not heard? I've heard whispers in my head. I've never heard. I've never said I must follow them. Well, then that is foolish. And then I'm going to use my holy symbol, which is my which is my medallion. My medallion is my mm-hmm. holy symbol. Um, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going as I'm doing um, turn the unholy. I'm going to dunk that medallion into the cauldron. Prepare yourselves, for this is the tale of Adventure Incorporated. Uh, let's get started. Genevera. Okay. <laughs> Genevera, your dreams are dark and troubled. You are running. I'm not asleep. You are asleep, and in your dreams you are running. You are chased by dark clouds rumbling with red thunder and lightning. No matter how hard or how fast or how far you run, these clouds continue to chase you. They fill the sky. They boom. As every thunderclap booms, it booms in your heart. You feel it pound in your chest. And it all resonates with a feeling. A feeling you can't describe, but that you know says to your soul, He's mine. I have taken him. This happens so long. You run. You run and these clouds chase you and this thunder claps and you hear a voice say, I think she's waking up. Hey. Hey. Are you awake? Uh. um, Your eyes open. Yes. (laughs) The, (laughs) you hear the voice say, "Uh, she's mumbling. I, I can't tell. Go get him anyway. Uh, and one of you hear the sound of the door open and close in whatever room you're in. Um, as your eyes open and adjust to the light, uh, there's a lot of like sort of blurry bright light in this room, um, that are sort of blocking your vision. But as your eyes clear, uh, you see that you're in what appears to be, uh, some sort of a healer, uh, room, like a, a room for that healers would use to uh, take care of someone who is sick or hurt. Um, hello? Your voice kind of croaks in your throat as you speak. Um, it takes a moment for your sort of your vocal cords to process, but there is someone else here in the room with you. Um, and you hear sort of his armor clink as he moves closer and he says, relax. We've got someone coming to speak to you. I don't, that doesn't make me feel any better. Uh, uh, who who are you? Where am I? And where is Gillick? I think it's best if you talk to Adna. I mean, I'm sorry. I think it's best if you talk to <laughs> Kaelith. Um, who are you, though? 
I'm a guard here at Bradmont. Or here at Merglade. Okay. Um, how did I get here? Where, uh, where is Gillick? The door swings open and Kaelith rushes in. Uh, he's flanked by two guards as well. Um, and he like moves, he says, move. And he pushes the guard aside. Uh, and he sort of lowers himself down beside, uh, the bed next to you. And he says, Genevera, are you feeling well? No, I am not. What happened? Where is Gillick? We don't know where Gillick is. We were hoping you could tell us. How did I get here? There was an explosion. The whole, uh, the whole church of Iora just, it exploded. The whole thing destroyed. Most of the building was vaporized. We found you on the outside. Okay, uh, let's go back. Um, you sort of move, you like make a motion to move and you realize you're chained to this cot. Okay, this feels aggressive. He sort of glances to either side and uh, he says, precautions were taken. I urged them they wouldn't be necessary, but it's been difficult to vouch for you since uh, this was seen as an act of aggression. By whom? Like, I, uh, not, I, I didn't blow up the church. Well, I'm hoping you can prove that. Uh, what? You... Genevera, you are a powerful sorcerer capable of uh, very strong magics. Yeah, but... Oh, this is the first time someone acknowledges how good I am at magic and (laughs) convict me of a fucking crime? What the shit? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> god damn it <laughs> oh um oh, Kaleth I I can we talk alone I don't think that's going to be possible listen can you we need to find Gillick um I his dad was there um and he wanted us to drink blood or blood. I, I don't know. Um, and then Gillick. Uh, uh, gosh. Oh, my head hurts. Um, Gillick dunked his. You know, uh, okay, so Gillick's been. I don't even know. I don't. I don't know what I'm saying. Gillick dunked his his shadow lord thing into the blood. And that's the last thing I remember. Uh, Caleb sort of turns to look at the guards and sort of gives them a, a pleading look um, and they just shake their head uh, he sort of gives a sigh and he says we will send someone to try and see if we can find anything to corroborate that story uh, in the meantime unfortunately things are going to have to remain this way uh I fear you may have to have a conversation pretty soon with uh, his majesty. Great. Perfect. That's why we came here in the first place. Cool. Bring him in. 
I don't think that this conversation is going to go the way you want it to at this moment. Uh, Caleb, no conversation goes the way I want it to ever. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I mean, I cool, great. Um, huh? Okay. Um, so. You'll send someone to go find Gillick. Um, I'm gonna hang out here. We searched because I have to. We searched fairly thoroughly for Gillick and Umris. Uh, we'll search again. We we will. Neither okay. were found at at the site of the explosion. There might be some like secret tunnels under the temple. Like I am sure. Gillick's dad has some sort of escape route because he is a scary man and they like villains always have secret escape routes you think they've blown up and you just find him in a tunnel somewhere hanging out <laughs> so he had maybe he took Gillick <laughs> villains <laughs> uh, I assure you advisors to kings have far fewer uh, secret tunnels not villains advisors to kings that's what I said. You, yep. I, I will. Genevieve kind of like looks at the guards like. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's what I said. We will uh, get someone to look into uh, your, your side of events. Uh, I wish that things had been a little clearer for you, but we will see what we can do. Uh, he turns and nods to the guards and he stands up. Um, and he moves toward the door. One of the guards hooks his arm and pulls him through to the door. Uh, he says, feel better, Genevera, and he points to you. Um, okay. And as he points to you, you hear his voice in your mind. Um, <clears throat> he says, the king believes you have murdered his advisor to get to him. This is dangerous times tread carefully we have no more allies Genevera says okay are you gonna message I'll... that back through the th no you're just gonna say it out loud she's gonna say it out loud <laughs> and then she's gonna say I will try to feel better <laughs> uh, the guard pushes him out the door and, and then shuts the door behind him with still the two guards sort of standing watch over you This is the worst. Um, she probably says that out loud too. <laughs> um, cool. So, what are your names? We're clearly gonna be hanging out here for a while, and uh, like I always say, every forced. Containment is an opportunity for new friends. The guards glance at each other and then just don't say anything. They just stare at you. <laughs> I cast Charm Person on one of them. Okay. Uh, what's the DC? Uh, 17? Maybe? 16. Uh, his demeanor does not appear to change. 
He just turns and says, cut that out. Enough. Okay. Yikes. Um, how, um, how breakable are the chains? Like, are they? Um, you feel like you would have a hard time, uh, strengthening your way out of them. Um, uh, but I could, like, they would, they are corrosive or they would corrode with acid. Yeah. They look like you could probably eat through them with acid. Um, okay. Jennifer is going to wait patiently. Okay. Um, and I, I think you're probably still, uh, recovering quite a bit. Uh, so you sort of, uh, slip in and out of consciousness over this time period anyway. Um, your dreams are still plagued by that same cloud, that same darkness, uh, that seems to follow you. Sometimes it's an actual physical cloud. Sometimes you see it as a dark figure. Uh, sometimes you see it as uh, simply a shadow. And uh, in all, but in all cases, you get that same thrumming, that same feeling uh, that something has been taken from you. Uh, okay. Um, all of my, it's a long rest. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, and so eventually you, uh, sort of come to, um, this is probably a couple hours after you awoke and spoke with Kaelith. Um, the guard sort of shakes you awake. He says, we're going to sit you up. His majesty is on his way. Cool. Um, he sort of like props you up on, in the, in the bed, um, and they go and they prepare the room a little bit and uh, a knock comes to the door. A guard opens it for a more sort of regal looking guards. They've got like higher uh, insignia. They are sort of decked out in, in fancier armor. They enter the room and sort of like hold watch uh, while the king of Bradmont uh, steps into the room. Genevieve is going to like bow her head. He sort of like steps through and he like stares at you with a hard look. Um, after a few seconds, he turns and he says, leave us. The guards sort of say, your majesty, perhaps this would not be wise. She is powerful. Leave us. And the guards step from the room. Um, Thormund steps into the room a little more and sits down on a chair sort of across from the bed. He says, Do you think that I am a fool? No, Your Majesty. Because this is the second time you have come into my kingdom, disrupted my way of life, undermined my rule, this is the second time I have been brought into a chamber to have a conversation with you. You specifically, Genevera. What? The first time your whole group was here. The second right. time you and a strike team move in here, kill one of my advisors, destroy a building, commit 
a terrorist act on my sovereign land with the kingdoms dissolved and I have to face you square and you tell me that this isn't something personal targeted so okay um here's the thing um I didn't come alone one of you met Gillick the last time you almost chopped him in half um he was with me and your advisor is his father so it was the intention of meeting with uh umris was that personal for sure definitely because gillick wanted to talk to his dad um i i i have nothing to do with the explosion that wasn't me it was it umris was trying to um he was trying to to push this blood god cult on us and then I, that's the last thing i remember is he brought out a blood cauldron and that's it that's the end of my memory <sighs> umris is someone i have come to rely on heavily his <clears throat> his counsel has been very valuable to me in this very difficult period of transition. Now, it is my understanding that his views were different than what you were coming to try and persuade me to do. That is correct. So you'll forgive me if I find it rather convenient that it was simply a matter of father and son that caused a portion of my, not even my kingdom, my capital, to be turned to dust and ash. Listen, I'm super sorry about that. Like, I, I hate that that happened. I am, I am missing my friend as well. Like, I, you're, this is a, I, this is so stressful. Normally when we're in trouble it's because we've done something actually I, I i have never this wasn't me this this was umris and i don't know how it happened and i don't know what to tell you and i don't know what to say to make you believe me because i don't think there is anything i can say that will make you believe me so i i don't know what you want from me right now he sort of like puts his head in his hands he says One of the great difficulties of being a king is trying to find the balance between justice and truth. Is it possible that what you've said to me here is true? Maybe from your perspective, although I find it hard to believe that when that building blew up three weeks ago, it had nothing to do with you or your companion. Wait, what? The Did you just say three weeks ago? Yes. Oh, jeez. I, I, I need to go. I, I have. Oh, I need to leave. 
I I understand that that's an insane thing to say right now uh, when I'm chained to a table and you're a prisoner and you think I've blown up half of your country or whatever. But three weeks, like we don't have that sort of time. Three weeks. I like. I feel like it. it, it I. Uh, oh boy. Um. There's no chance of that, right? Of you just saying. Okay, you clearly have something important. You, no, no, that's not okay. how this is going to work at all. No, I, I, I know. I just, uh, can. Oh my gosh. Um, can I just tell you flat out what's happening in Numerita right now, and maybe that'll, like, help clarify some things. The reason that you know we find ourselves back here again, having this awkward conversation. Okay, so tell me in bullet points what Genevera is going to outline to uh, the the king of Bradmont, <laughs> or and and if it's helpful, what details that she is going to omit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, she's pretty much just gonna stick with the Gorm story. Um, she's not gonna go into detail on the ley lines. Um, but she's going to talk about how Gorm has jumped realities, um, and how she knows that, uh, the dissolution of the kingdoms has partially been because of his, um, presence and his, uh, uh, their interaction or whatever. Um, and she's going to talk about how, um, she's like flat out, she's going to say he's trying to awaken Herrix and the world is going to end if he succeeds. And the only way that we can defeat him is by the power of friendship. <laughs> um. <clears throat> so she's pretty much going to tell him most things. She's not going to go into detail on any of the Leyline stuff. Traveler. A few years back, I was visited by a traveler in my court. One who claimed to have important information for me. He told me of betrayal, of plots against my kingdom. He foresaw the only avenue to strength was to separate ourselves from the other kingdoms. And I have been a fool. No. You've done what you think is best for Bradmont. But right now, we have to think about Anmaneth as a whole. Our whole world, all of Numerita, everywhere, is gonna be gone if Gorm wins.
um, there is a knock at the door while he sort of contemplates this. He sort of stands and moves towards the door and he opens it and a guard says, Sir, we did another sweep of the area and uh, we found this. And he holds out sort of something uh, wrapped in cloth. Um, the Thorman takes it and, and pulls the cloth wrapping off uh, and it is a bone hammer. <gasps> Where did, where did you find that? It's strange. It just sort of, uh, it seems to have appeared in the center of the, uh, of where the explosion happened. Yeah. Wait, no, 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 uh, no, um, no, um, give it to me, please. Thormund looks at you a little strange, but steps forward and hands the hammer to you. All right, what can I tell about it? Like, Oh, it's Verdum. It's, it's made of bone. It is. Well, I mean, I'm, I know it's Verdum. <laughs> but like the energy about it or like that like soul tie, like uh, that, like that his soul connection or whatever he has with the hammer, like is it still there? Is there, can I feel his soul through this hammer? Um, Give me an arcana check. Okay. Uh, 14 plus 18. You feel that this item is not attuned to anyone. Um, hey, I really need to go. Uh, he turns like, back to the this- guards and he motions for them to shut the door. Um, which they do. What does this mean? It, uh, um, <laughs> um, um, so Gillick was the one that was with me here, and, um, this is his bone hammer, and god, that sentence sounds so stupid <laughs> when I say it out loud. Um, but it was like a a soul weapon i don't uh, i don't know i don't really understand it but um uh, it doesn't um belong to him anymore i guess which if it doesn't belong to him anymore then i don't um know um i just really have to go home I do not know how to help this world. I don't know how to help this this continent, Numerita. I'm not even sure I know. Small. We, you can. I know that King Garhand and I know that King Callus are not. <laughs> they're not gonna reunite the Council of Kings and anytime soon. I know that, but you can reach out to King Harper. You can reach out 
to um King Harper. No, I know, I know, I know. Listen, I know we're friends. Um he's not a bad guy. He was trying the same way that we are right now. He was trying to to reunite the kingdoms in the small way that that he knew how and I know that uh, yes he killed <laughs> the lady of knives but like also she was pretty bad the problem is not that he killed the lady of knives the problem is that he committed a coup he set himself up to seize power from the lady of knives he a person who he had sworn an oath to there are you are you are asking me to turn against the two strongest kingdoms in this country and I'm to not instead asking you to, not alone <laughs> where is where is king redridge where is uh fuck um king harriman redridge has no kingdom it is fallen and harriman doesn't mean she's not still a king a king of what? A king of her people. She has an entire country's worth of people who still, I'm sure, recognize her as their king. I can't imagine that they would abandon her. She has people, she has has lives that 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 she still feels responsible for and and they're still looking to her. That is power. You have this whole country of people who have come to you in this time. There are orcs attacking all around. We have undead attacking everywhere in Carapath. The lizard folk in the knolls, they are ravaging Perineth. I get that. Everything is pretty shit right now. But that doesn't mean we can't try. It doesn't mean the four of you can't get together and just sit and, and talk and, you know try look at the resources that we do have look at what we can fight <laughs> start small and 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 if we can do that then maybe king callus and you know king garhand will see that there is a, that there, that it was more than just elatrix keeping you all together no one has heard from Harriman for almost two months I don't know what's happened in Vedris, and every time I try to send scouts or messengers, they do not return. I am left with an empty throne, a usurper, and silence as my allies. Better than nothing. People will see that. The <sighs> They'll see that you're trying. I... I don't... There's a sudden, like, crash. And the building shakes. Uh, as the sound of stone slamming into stone fills your ears... Uh, like dirt like falls from the ceiling um like it, it sort of knocks uh thormund like over a little bit 
Um, he stands quickly and rushes toward an open window and he says, Oh, gods be damned. The orcs Where are, is it? the orcs, they're attacking again. Uh, okay. Um, let me, let me help. Let me help. Please just let me do something. You don't even, ha- I don't even, you can just roll this bed to the window. That's all I need. God's if I can God. see them. He, uh, he draws his sword, um, and he sort of like raises it up and just brings it down onto the chain, uh, beside the bed, uh, just shearing it. Um, he says, gods, do not make me regret this. No, they won't. Um, all right. I'm going to run to the window and see, just see what I can. Uh, outside you see about three battalions of orcs. So a huge, huge number of orcs. They have, uh, several siege weapons, uh, giant catapults, which is probably what, uh, the rocking, uh, so to speak of the building, uh, was. And, uh, there are many, many, <laughs> pennies <laughs> few pennies in fact just just the <laughs> one penny uh, <laughs> many many what orcs many many seat. orcs oh many many orcs <laughs> there are many sure. many 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 orcs um right. his soldiers down below are start sort of scrambling beginning their their process of uh of being ready for uh, the the orcs to meet the walls, but as the the you know rocks are raining in basically from these catapults, they're slow, but uh, they're dealing some some damage to the buildings and whatnot. the The siege is happening, um, or at least a siege is happening. Okay. Uh, from what you know about the the orcs, this is not their full force, but right. but there are many 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 of them here. Okay. Um, great. I am going to go, I'm going to just cast, I'm going to target the, um, one of the catapults. You said three catapults? Yeah, they're pretty far out, uh, now, like, especially from where you are here in the palace. Um, they are, you guys are sort of like the way the palace is built. It's sort of up on a hill. Um, with the town built out down around it, and then the wall uh, around the town, the refugee camps on the outside of the wall, and then the orcs are still a good distance away. They're like fucking hucking these rocks with the uh, catapult, which is why they managed to smash in here. But but you're uh, far enough away that um, you know it's farther than like 160 feet for sure. It's, right. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to look at Greywood and I'm going to say, I promise I will come back to you as soon as I help handle this. Cool. He, he nods. Okay. So I'm going to run out. I'm going to run out of yeah, the castle. I'm he opens run. the, he opens the door and says, let her through. Uh, and the, and, and they sort of like the guards just sort of let you exit. Great. So I'm going to go out. I'm going to get to the top of the outside wall. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. So like the one outside the Right, the uh, the 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 big wall around Mare Glade. Yeah. yeah. Um 
and I'm going to get to the top of it, if that's possible, easily. I mean, you can telekinesis yourself up. <laughs> sure could. There are ways from the inside to get to the top of the wall pretty that's quickly. That's what I figured. Okay, that's it. <laughs> I assume. Um, okay, and I'm going to... Now I'm within 150 feet, yeah? Yeah, the orcs have been moving their way forward. Um, the soldiers that have been stationed outside the wall... Uh, for protection of the uh, refugees um, and many of the refugees who are capable of, you know, carrying a stick have made defensive lines. Um, the orcs have already started cutting into those lines. So from your vantage point, uh, the catapults are probably still outside your range. Uh, but the... Uh, you know, the first line of defense is there. There are archers up here firing off bows. A few other, a few other, other spellcasters are uh, shooting off spells from the top of the wall as well. Okay. Um, great. So I'm going to target one of the catapults with um, fireball. Okay. They're, they're probably still a little bit out of your range with the catapults. Um, because they're, they're like a hundred, I mean, you're, uh, what's the range on fireball? 150. Yeah. They're, they're probably still, uh, a ways out. Like, um, I would, I mean, probably significantly far out because they don't need to be that close with the catapult to, to get the, the rock where they want to hit it. Um, but the lines of orcs are closer. If you wanted to try to get past the lines of orcs so that you could start sabotaging those, that would be sort of different. No, I'm just going to cast Vitriolic Sphere on a big hunk of orcs. Okay. Um, what Do you have the... Is there a metamagic for spell distance? I don't have it. I'm not uh, sure if there yeah, is or not. Yeah. You, you have to get some of those, some more of those soon, don't you? I hope so. Yeah, I don't know when that is. All right. Uh Oh, 10th level. Hmm. Mm. Just level of us level us up. Nope. Uh okay. Oh, so Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay, yeah. So the vitriolic sphere, you uh throw it out there. It crashes down into like a group of orcs. Uh go ahead and roll damage on that. Okay. It's been so long since I've done a, <laughs> since I've done a damage. Twenty eight. Um. Twenty eight. Okay. Uh. Yeah. The vitriol. Seven. Oh yeah. Thirty five. It's okay. an acid spell. Perfect. Um, so uh, the the giant uh, sphere of acid sort of streaks out from your uh, hands down across uh, to the battlefield and just sort of washes over the front line of the orcs. Uh, you watch as the, the acid bubble just kind of bursts there and acid splashes all over them. Uh, you see... Uh, five or six orcs just fall 
the down dead. Several others are still fighting. They're covered now in acid and they're burning and uh, they're the you can hear their screams. Uh, but uh, you know it's definitely having an impact. You watch sort of the the soldiers in that area area rally as they sort of fight against these now weakened uh, orcs. Um, yeah. All right. I'm gonna. Do I get? Do I just get as many turns as I want? Is that how we're doing this? I mean, no, there's nobody else here. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're they're not really within a range that they're threatening you at any capacity. Okay. Um, you can sort of see over the battlefield here. You see that they're they've sent one battalion forward to uh, start to uh, to to take on the first line. There are still two battalions sitting back. They have their own archers as well that are uh, threatening the uh, the soldiers. But you know, you're okay. still they're still sort of. You're, you're able to pick away at them great well i need to i need to get these catapults out of commission so i am going to do a silly and run um to get within 150 feet of them okay how are you going to get down off like uh are you going to try to like go through a gate are you going to try to scale the wall like how do you want to get down to the ground i'm going to cast invisibility on myself Okay. And I am going to um, run down the stairs Okay. that I just came up. I'm going to run through the crowd. I'm not going to worry about bumping into people. I'm just going to push them out of my way. Mm -hmm. They can deal with it. <laughs> um, and I'm going to get to a place where I am within 150 feet of the catapults, but still like kind of removed from the battalions if possible. Okay. Um, so you have two choices in this. Um, uh, you can, so as you get to the, the line, you still feel like you're probably a little at the line. You're probably a little ways short, but now you're like, they are probably, uh, from up on the, on the wall, you couldn't really tell how far away you were, but now here on the line, you are, uh, just about 300 feet away. So it's, it's twice the distance for your fireball, but it's at least a manageable distance that you could get, uh, that you could close the gap. If you ran 150 street feet straight forward, you would be like pretty much in the center of the battalion. So your two choices are that you can flank the battalion going out to the edge uh, and fire off from there. That will expose your position probably once you become visible. Your other option is to go the full 300 feet and get the, the catapults are set up like behind the battalion. Um... But there are two battalions behind that. A, a significant different distance. They are not. They haven't moved those two forward on the field. Mm -hmm. uh, but you could get to the. You could either go all the way to the to the catapults, or you could flank, and and try to fire off from there. I'm gonna get all the way to the catapults. Okay. Yeah, I think you probably just run alongside the edge of the fighting. Um, the battalions about each battalion is about 500 orcs. Um, okay. and so, uh, they are the, so the soldiers from Marigliade itself have poured out into, uh, help sort of bolster the soldiers on the outside. Uh, they are, uh, they've brought out horses and are, you know, fighting, uh, knighted combat. Uh, you see that, uh, Thormund has taken up a position on the wall and is directing troops from, uh, on top of the wall. Uh, so uh, you also see Heinrich is up there with him. Okay. 
but you make your way along the outside of the battalion uh, toward the back uh, to where the catapults have been set up. And they are, you know, slowly reloading the catapults. Basically, they're just on regular uh, recycling and firing. Okay. So I am going to cast Fireball. Okay. And that'll make me visible. Yes. So the uh, catapult has no dexterity. So why don't you roll the uh, the damage anyway? Okay. Twenty-five. All right. You fire off a fireball at the first cannon. Uh, of uh, I think there's probably three cannons. You fire off the first fireball. It slams into the cannon, bursts out with fire. You watch as like three engineers, uh, like just like fall off the cannon dead, uh, from the the explosion of fire. Uh, and the cannon ignites in flames. Uh, the ropes snapping and and whipping around, uh, as people try to sort of get it under control. But uh, it, it very very quickly. Uh, it's pretty incapacitated. They've made these uh, out of what they could find. Mm-hmm. And so they are not the most uh, safe or secure uh, devices. You are now visible. Mm-hmm. And so I'm the... Gonna... Go ahead. What are you gonna I'm going to do a quick vitriolic sphere like in front of me as they run towards me. So like I'm behind so it's like um the regular bradmont people fighting the battalion me correct okay and then two battalions behind behind so what's interesting is that as uh, the the battalion ahead of you their ranks have more or less broken um as these uh mounted combat uh soldiers have made their way into um into the fray uh, you notice a couple of the soldiers wear the insignia of the soldiers of the golden spear um and those are have been sort of used as elite troops in this um and they've been cutting down orcs they've they've broken the ranks of the battalion but there are still a lot of orcs uh out front here uh and so now it's more of just like a, a skirmish on that line and no one has even really noticed that you're burning the catapults from behind except for the battalions behind uh which send a second battalion forward to start to to make their way to deal with you um so the what i'm going to need from you is a dexterity saving throw Fifteen. uh they've lined their archers up from a fairly far distance farther really than the archers should be firing from um for good accuracy but uh they're trying to get them outside of the range of any spell you might throw at them uh while they march the soldiers forward the arrows fly in but you sort of uh, duck behind uh you know maybe one of the other catapults or whatever as uh and the arrows just nothing comes close oh all three catapults are in the same place yeah they're lined up behind this uh behind the battalion oh, I- Okay, I assumed each catapult was with a different battalion. No, no, they they moved the three siege weapons with the first battalion. Ew. 
I see. Okay. So that changes my plan. Um, I'm going to do a fireball on the second catapult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and roll me damage <laughs> on that one, too. Great. I'm going to get these three out of the way. And then... Uh, Twenty-four. Yeah. Similarly, you fire off this fireball. It uh, explodes on the uh, the catapult, which ignites in fire. Uh, the engineers uh, die. They are. There's no one. They're just. They're just burnt, crispy. Um, <laughs> oh boy, crispy orc. Yum. <laughs> Keth would be real. <laughs> would really love some of this skin if you want to save it for him. Oh my god. <laughs> he wouldn't. That's real creepy for him. Um. And, uh, yeah, you move toward, I assume, the, the third one? Yeah. So uh, go ahead and give me another dexterity saving throw. Sure. Nice. Uh, 19. Yeah, okay. Again. That sat on a two for a half second, <laughs> and I was really worried. And then it just, like, tipped over onto the 18. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> uh, this time, as the arrows sort of rain in, uh, you almost are just, like, you're running between the arrows uh, as they sort of plink into the dirt all around you. Uh, and you make your way toward the third catapult, uh, which you see that they've started to, uh, the engineers have started like putting up some barding on to try and like ward away uh, a fiery spell that might come in. What's uh, barding? Like, uh, like plated armor along the side. Will it get melty under acid? Um, Probably. It's Great. metal. It's like crude metal. So okay, then I'm gonna cast vitriolic sphere. Fuck them up, fam. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll damage on the vitriolic sphere. Two plus seven, thirty-nine. <laughs> okay, yeah, the engineers thought they were being really clever uh, while they put up this barding, and you sort of just uh, wash over them uh, with this acid. And not only does the acid eat away the the barding that they have up there. Uh, and eat away at the engineers. Uh, it also eats away at the ropes. So uh, the wood is mostly un, uh, unscathed by this, but the the uh, sort of the the leathery ropes that they had are now just torn to, to shreds. They're useless, uh, and it can't be fired again. Okay, great. So I'm going to immediately um, cast invisibility on myself again, and I'm going to move up closer towards the other battalions give um, me one more dexterity saving throw at advantage sure. with your invisibility okay uh 18 okay uh yeah uh arrows come in they're sort of firing roughly where they less where they saw you disappear um they've widened their scope a little bit from when they were trying to target you before um they've slowly been moving the archers up between volleys uh, but now they, they don't really know where you are. They fired all over the place and you sort of slip out, uh, of the area unnoticed. Perfect. Okay. Um, so I'm going to get within 150 feet. I just dumped water all over myself. <laughs> Great. Oh, it's so uncomfortable and cold. That's good audio. <laughs> <laughs> quality content <laughs> it's so cold and wet <laughs>
<laughs> I hate it. Oh, God, I hate it. Great. Good. You deserve it. Cool. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> okay. So, so, um, the battalions I'm imagining are like two blocks. Like they're in blocks next to each other. Currently, yes. Um, there seems to be some space in between them where uh, a couple of like officers and runners have been going back and forth. Uh, but yes, the battalions of soldiers are in blocks. Uh, although they're not next to each other anymore because one has started to move forward towards you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so they're almost in a line. Okay. I'm going to blank them. Like I'm going to go run up to their side. So I'm 150 feet out um, behind the archers. So I'm coming at them from the side. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, it like, does. Like, I'm trying to picture, and I imagine the archers are, like, somewhere in a row. Uh-huh. So I don't want to be in front of them. Right. I want to be behind them. Sure. Um, so, great. Yeah, so you move off to the side of the battalion. Uh, you go sort of running until you reach... The, the archers are about three-quarters of the way back uh, in the battalion. Um, behind them, they have, like... Uh, some healers and some uh, uh, spellcasters, mostly casting like support spells. Uh, they have one uh, war drummer who is like hammering out uh, a beat on the war drum that you feel like is probably bolstering the troops in some capacity. Uh, yeah, they're sort of their support is uh, in the back of the battalion. Okay. Cool. Um, you said 500 in each yeah. battalion. Yeah. <laughs> How many orcs can fit in, <laughs> uh, how many foot radius? Um, oh God, we're gonna have to do some math. 20 foot radius sphere. Just like roughly. We're gonna say roughly 65. Okay, that's fair. I, if it was gonna be like 10, it was going to feel pretty useless but 65 feels sure worth something all right so from the side i'm going to cast this into the middle like as close to the middle of the battalion as i can um i don't want it to be on the very very edge so if that means i have to move in a little bit that's fine okay um but i want it to break them up as much as possible you okay, well, what are you casting? Um, I'm going to cast Vitriolic Sphere. Okay. <clears throat> so you move, uh, yeah, uh, what's the range on Vitriolic Sphere? We'll say they are, they're 25 across, 20 wide. So, yeah, you're like 75 feet away from the battalion. For you to be able to cast at the center of the battalion. Okay. So a, a, a decent enough distance that it would require troops to run several feet or, or several turns to get to you. 
Um, but you are within archery range. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. I'm going to cast it. Okay. Uh, let's do 29. Okay. Um, about half the orcs that you hit with the sphere <clears throat> fall down dead. Um, but, uh, the other half don't appear to be as affected by the acid. They got out of the way of the, the blast. Uh, but it is enough that it does spook them and break their ranks. Um, and the orcs begin sort of scattering in various directions, some towards you, but most many away. Um, many just like get trampled by the, the people, uh, as they rush out of the middle, like tramples over the people on the edges who haven't, didn't even realize what happened. Um, some run toward the battle ahead. Um, others run backwards and when they reach the back battalion, they're just cut down by the battalion behind them uh, for breaking ranks and running. Okay. I... <laughs> so uh, th- there are people running toward you, um, and they are they make it maybe like halfway to you uh, before uh, it's your turn to do a thing again. I am going... To cast telekinesis on myself. And I'm going to fucking fly above them like the goddamn god I am. Because I just checked and it's not a concentration spell. So I'm How is that hurl- not a concentration spell? I am going to hurl balls of fire at the... It doesn't... So I have... um. I just have that it's one action. I don't have that it's concentration. So Okay, well we it is that. it is concentration. Uh but you can still cast spells with concentration. You just can't cast other concentration spells. You can only have one concentration spell up at any given time. Oh, so I would have stayed invisible? No, invisibility has a clause that if you make an attack. Ah. Okay, that's why. That that's it fails. Why. That makes sense. Telekinesis doesn't have that. But you couldn't be invisible and telekinesis at the same time because they're right, two concentration spells. I want them to see me fly. That's fine. Fine. <laughs> fine. Okay. So you telekinesis yourself. <laughs> uh, and, um... Oh, hold on. My Windows, what you do. Okay, great. Cool. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Sorry. Um, yeah, you telekinesis yourself, you rise up into the air, uh, 30 feet, you're like floating 30 feet above the ground, um, which is enough that it's like super impressive, uh, not enough that you're out of range of ranged attacks. Right. Um... So what, yeah, uh, yes, they charge forward, you telekinesis up into the air, everyone sort of gawks for a minute, uh, a few people still charge forward, not really sure what they're going to do, but they, they charge forward anyway, uh, and some archers do take aim, so go ahead and, uh, well, actually, I'm just going to roll some attacks. Uh, 
Okay. What's your AC? Uh, bad. <laughs> Fifteen. Okay. Uh, one of them does hit you. Uh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, you take an arrow. Uh, it does graze you, um, and it deals you four damage. So go ahead and make a concentration check. So what do I add to concentration? I rolled a 15. Your constitution modifier. Constitution. So 20. <laughs> Wait, you have a five constitution modifier? It's not a saving throw. Sure do. Oh. It's just... And 17. Okay, that makes more sense. I was like, when did you get a 20 in constitution? <laughs> Uh, yeah okay 17 is still enough anyway uh basically when uh, you need to either beat the damage or a 10 whichever is larger oh that's nice and since you took four damage you needed to beat a 10 so uh yeah so you maintain your spell um okay now it's your turn okay so i am going to um shoot my ring um uh chromatic orb at a level two down into oh is it just one creature actually yeah hold on oh yeah that's some uh that's no no thanks okay i am going to cast a fireball okay uh yeah you you cast a fireball down into the crowd again. Uh, go ahead and roll damage. Okay. Oh boy. I've been rolling two fewer d6s each time for this fireball than I should have been. I felt a little low. But uh, I just assumed you were rolling low numbers. Nope. Well, <laughs> that's going to be better. Um, they were all destroyed anyway, so it really doesn't matter. Um, 6, 12, 18, 23, 7, 30, 36. Yeah, that's much better. Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, the fireball slams down into the ground. Uh, it probably kills another uh, 10 orcs or so. Um, but they're sort of scattered around now, so the fireball just sort of explodes, knocks a bunch of people away, uh, and, and they're still sort of running about. The 3rd Battalion turns and walks back toward the forest. Hell yeah. From the back of the battalion, it's like so the battalion is like turns and marches away. A single person is standing within the battalion that, like, everyone's just, like, walking by them. Uh, and as the battalion moves out of range, uh, he sort of, like, slips out the back. He's a single, uh, sort of more advanced-looking uh, orc soldier. You see him draw a small stone... And like hold it to his forehead. And then he cracks with energy. 
lightning streaming down off of him and is thrown up into the air sort of like flailing wildly until he comes to hang in the air maybe uh 200 feet from you and you sort of like it's just the two of you sort of hanging in the air uh, 30 feet up um and he you hear like a voice that resonates from within him as he says i am thin rock the thunderer and i the god of lightning and power will be your downfall and he cracks a bolt of lightning at you make a dexterity saving throw Eight. Oh, that's not enough. <laughs> it sure isn't. <laughs> you take 15 damage from the lightning blast that Ooh. slams into you. Uh, make a concentration check. Five. And you plummet to the ground. Hey adventurers, DM Anthony here again. I just want to remind you that there are lots of ways to support the show. Head on over to patreon.com slash adventure inc. Tell your friends about the show. Rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Links and more can be found at adventureinc.podbean.com. Thanks everyone, we'll see you next week. <laughs>